Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Help I Sex with My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemmas. That's called being on it, because I'm knackered today, but I sound really cheery, don't I? Mm. Are you impressed with that? I sent your so, face. Yeah. No, Sorry, I'm... Gene, literally about two minutes before I was recording, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm sound, I'm sound. Yeah. That's the professional you are. No, 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 it's showbiz. Once the lights are on me, darling, I just come to life. <laughs> Biggest load of bollocks I've ever heard. <laughs> when the mm. lights are on... I'm alive. Have you ever seen that clip? Have I ever sent you the clip of my ever favourite um, clip of Russell Grant, who was the astrologer who did Strictly, and he was on a show on Channel 5. I was on the same show. Russell Grant? And he's talking to the presenter. He goes, I just worked out what was missing from my life. Showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> that was you just then. Okay. Answering your 21st century questions and finding, finding solutions to everyday's dilemmas. Like, am I the arsehole for hiding the good snacks from my partner? It's always a good insight into... Or maybe Cat writes these scripts. And who do I... No, if Cat wrote it, it'd be funny. (laughs) And who do I tell if I've been abducted by aliens? And, of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants, are we? William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert. No, we're not Saturday night's Jordan North. I'm more gold top. You're more council pop. Hey! And that's from Christina Hand. Do you know what council pop is? Uh, water, isn't it? It's water. Yeah, yeah. I think you've done that before. Apparently, council top, council pop in town. Mm. Nice. What is the etiquette of being abducted by aliens? Um, Would you take your shoes off? (laughs) If it was their spaceship, then yes. If they asked you to take your shoes off, then you... I'm pouring the G&D, by the way. You'll notice how quietly I've been doing it. Okay. A new bottle of Dubonnet. As always, if you need our help with something, whilst William is pouring the gin and Dubonnet, that is what we have at the start of every episode, if you're listening for the first time. It's uh, formerly the Queen and Queen Mother's favourite drink. It's our signature You can refer drink. to her now as Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, can you? Actually, Queen Elizabeth and Queen Elizabeth. Oh, but it's, it was their favourite drink. Yeah. The Queen's Elizabeth. Oh, Queen's Elizabeth. I love that. You pulled that off really quietly then. We have it, and it gets you Time really you said that. You've got to try it. Um, we can get in touch. Long for the days before we were visualised. Send your tales of trepidation to help at sexwithmyboss.com or, or send us a message on Instagram at sexwithmyboss or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply 
And his own letter to paper, the address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Who are we toasting to? Uh, we're going to toast Jonas, who is the genius behind getting my brother, James, to say, Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? Live on Radio Bristol a few weeks ago. We've got a clip of that in case you've not heard it. Yippee! It's James here on BBC Radio Bristol. Uh, we've got a text here. Yippee! Saying, yippee! Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? Jonas. Jonas. James sounds nothing like that. Like most of Jordan's impressions. He's very good, darlings. If you've not heard him, it's uh, Sarah here, James's mother. Oh, and Williams. Uh, he's on BBC Radio Bristol's, darlings. Every morning, 6 to 10, darlings. He's very, very good, darlings. I listen twice a day, darlings. Um, yeah. Thank you. So, how's your week been? Have you had any dinners that you want me to ask you about specifically? <laughs> You're such a tasha. <laughs> you said ask me about... No, I didn't! say that oh I told that, that voice I, went high i didn't say that uh last night at the time of recording at the time of recording uh, i went for dinner with the saturday night takeaway team last night because saturday night takeaway starts uh well it started it started on saturday i watched it you were excellent <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went for a went for a meal nice what's it was it a takeaway no, no, so, they missed no. out there, didn't they? But uh, it, I'm not gonna lie, I was really nervous before. Like, and the deck was there, Stephen Mulhern, Fleur, Andy nice. Peters, and all the execs. I was really nervous before because I'm like a newbie. But it's fine, just chatting away. What, what sort of food? Um, it was a well known place that you go a lot. I thought it would be. So we're having the meal and it's going well. And mm. you know, I'm talking about my time in the castle and I'm doing my whole, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Because um, Routine. Yeah. yeah. Have they it. heard that before? No, I no. think so. I was like, you know, if I can get in a coffin full of snakes, I can get on a plane and go to New York. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, you got in a lift on the way up. Now the thing is, I can get in a glass lift on my own if it's big enough. Mm. But I can get in lifts. I've never been in a lift on my own. Mm. Right? No. I have to be in with someone I know. So I was saying all this during the speech, and then I was like, anyway, I better go, because it was like getting late, and um, I was I needed to go. You were tiring so, of the company. And the, and the table was right next to the lift. Yeah. So I left, said goodbye, and they could all still see me. Do you know where it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I pressed the lift, and I was like, I don't want to go down on my own. Oh. <laughs> they were all watching me. I'd just done this big speech out of the castle. and changed my life and everything. <laughs> and I'm like... I'll go to the toilet quickly and come out and hopefully some if anyone's in there, even a stranger. So I'm like peeping my head around the door and I was like, oh, freaking hell, there's no one still there. So then and then one of them catches my eyes, so waves. So I press the lift again and it opens. And I got in on my own. <gasps> and I was like, hyperventilating the liquid. They're quite big lifts. <laughs> but I think that's stuck. Oh no. So, so it's fine. That's the story. Oh, bless you. But I was like really nervous. I was so nervous before. And in the meantime, you've given them a feature for the autumn series. <laughs> Jordan in a lift. Jordan in a lift. Yes. Talking to, to Stephen about how he used to have his magic sets when I was younger. Oh. It was genuinely, I was like, I felt like I was being such a fangirl. And he was like, are you joking? And I was like, telling him about all the tricks he used to do. He's like, oh, God, I remember that. And I told him, I, I, was, I was a big Stephen Muller fan when I was younger. Yeah. Like, I, I, I loved Anton Deck as well. I was talking... Like, I felt like a proper fangirl then. So I was saying to Stephen, and I used to go and see him in Butlins because my mum knew I liked him. So she used to put Butlins the week he was on. He still does it now. Oh. And I was telling him all about the balloon. He was like, oh my God, yeah. He was like, I remember that. And I was like, it would have been, he said, what year was it? I said, I can't remember what year it was. It was like 2001, 2002. Mm. But every night before you come on, they played that um, 
that it was around that summer. Just cause she danced a local, it don't make her look. Uh, Wycliffe Jean. And he was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Wycliffe, Stephen Mulhern came on then from Wycliffe I should have just left John. it. Then I just left it there. This is why I'm not cool. And then I'm like, I had to get on. I should have just played it cool. I've got, I'm speaking to Anton Deck. And I was like, I had to ask about um, SMTV, didn't I? I had to get onto it. But right. I said to him, I was like, everyone goes on about Wonky Donkey and Chums. And I was like, but for me, my favourite sketch was Vicar of Dribbly. And he was like, they were both like, oh my God, no one's ever said that to us before. Oh. I was like, do you remember Eminem Adele as well? And then they couldn't remember it first. And he was like, oh God, I was like, you used to come on as Eminem and chainsaw the whole setup. And they were like, yes. So everyone goes, you can never of, get away with that now. Everyone thinks of wonky. Anyway, and then I, this, today I'm just like, I think I've fangirled and not played it cool. Well, when Jordan's not on next week, we'll, <laughs> we'll know. know why. Is that really uncool? No, don't, just be yourself. Oh, well, I was just be, wondering. And be yourself. And the, I'm sure they would have appreciated it. And I it. hugged him at the end and I think, oh, thanks for having me on this series. Did you let, how long was the hug? I think quite. I said Did you met, cry when you were hugging them? I said he's made my life. <laughs> It's made your life. They're never going to ask me back. <laughs> Bless you. Know, you know how much I've talked. I can't believe I'm on this. Like, I, feel so, I hope I don't sound bragging. I just can't believe I've been on this show and then they've asked me to come back for another year. And Yeah. Well, I'm very happy for you. I just didn't play it cool. <laughs> you got a bit this, carried away. This is exactly what I was like with Scott Mills when I first met Scott Mills. Right. I was just... I was like, oh, do you remember when you used to do this on the radio? Or I was like, do you remember when you used to do loose lips and uh, flirt divert and stuff? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they were lovely. I was just not cool. Oh, I'm sure not. Well, could we get them on for a bonus and talk to them about Jordan? That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. You cannot be here because I don't think you would handle it. Yeah. Also, in, in slight contrast, I'm going to Millwall tonight. <laughs> Oh my god! Now I don't know anything about football, but mm. I do know, and I'm sorry for any Millwall fans here. Millwall is known as the most restrained, sophisticated, upmarket football club around. Yeah, that, I think it's a bit of a myth. They, they, Burnley and Millwall used to be banned. The fans used to be banned from going to each other. Oh my god! It, presumably, it's Burnley versus Millwall. Yeah, so I'm going to watch them tonight. Uh, I've been to them before. I went with my dad when I was about twelve, thirteen, and um, just after I um, went to watch Stephen Malone. <laughs> Um, Izzy Wizzy, let's get busy. Mm -hmm. mm. So I'm going tonight. But don't worry about it, it'll be fine. It'll only be a couple of year eights in Stone Island. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'll show you. Do you want to see my Burnley attire for tonight? Yes. So I've got like my football jumper on. So you got to wear a Hang jumper on. with a badge. A jumper with a badge? This is Idris Elba. I nicked this from... This is actually... I pinched this. Um, I found this at Radio 1. So. Okay. Um, so you've got, you've got to wear a jumper with a badge. It's not Stone Island. Do you know what Stone Island no. is? Right. So this is this is my look tonight. Close your eyes. Is it a stab vest? Keep your eyes shut. Not stab vest. Open them. What are you fucking looking at? <laughs> I said, what are you looking at? Jordan's doing like a penguin impression and like shoving his head forward. Burnley, 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 Burnley. Oh, Burnley. I went into an Can I ask why is I it? Used to That's isn't my... it burn lit? It's two syllables, yeah, isn't it? For the song. We'll pick a different tune. I went to. Have uh, you ever started a footy song and no one. No one why are you even asking it? this? Nothing more embarrassing. Really? Yeah. I think a dinner with Anton Dex is pretty embarrassing. 
No one likes us. No one. But Millwall sing the same song. If you're on your own and you've got to kind of sing. Think own. of the harmonies. But yeah, that's my football attire for tonight. Anyway, how's your week been? What are you up to? Well, I haven't embarrassed myself in front of anyone. I haven't. Do you got... think I'd embarrass myself? No, I'm sure they won't be thinking about it. <clears throat> anyway, how's your week been? What's oh, the it's been fine. No, no, nothing massively to report. Oh, by the way, Vicar Tom has heard your impression. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. What's he said? I can't quite remember what the language was. What was the impression again? I forgot. It was sort of a cross from my mother and my father. No, William, we are joined here today. <laughs> it's, it's gone a bit Lord Voldemort. You and Mikey. And uh, just hang on, hang on, let me have a sip of sherry here, William. Young William, 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 William. So glad to see you, darling. I'm a very, very, very progressive vicar, but it's so nice, William, to get mentioned on the podcast. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you greatly. I will leave God's love with you, my child. It's uncanny. Right, I'm going to stop doing that because he's actually a really nice guy and I feel like I'm taking the piss a bit now. <laughs> and he's genuinely a nice guy. He is very nice. And he comes and sees us all the time at our live shows. Yes, he does. Anyway, no, so I've been fine. Tom's heard the impression. However, I'm very excited that Milton Keynes, that wonderful metropolis, has been given city status. It was given city status as part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. I remember when Preston was given city status, 2002. For the Queen's... Jubilee. Which one? Golden. Red. No, Golden. Golden Jubilee. Anyway, the King, a couple of weeks ago, went to officially make it a city. Mm, I bet we're dizzy. (laughs) Well, they'll ride roundabouts, yeah. <laughs> and it reminded me of one of my favourite ever bangers. Do you know the Milton Keynes song? No, but did I tell you the King and Queen Consort drove past me when I was going to Burnley? Oh, no, you didn't. I forgot to tell you. It was okay, amazing. We'll, we'll anyway. come on to that. Sorry, go on. This is my favourite song. It was brought to my attention about six years ago from my favourite radio show, other than Going Home, uh, Treasure Quest. Uh, going Home wasn't on six years ago, of With course. Jonathan. With Jonathan. <laughs> Oh, we don't need another impression. <laughs> Actually, it's that's... Jonathan here! <laughs> Everything's set! <laughs> oh, funny! <laughs> Treasure chest! <laughs> Treasure chest! <laughs> oh, play... Play the song! <laughs> Jonathan is who I do the Keeping Appearances Luxury podcast with. <laughs> was that a good impression of that? For you, that was pretty accurate. Thank you. Anyway. Sorry, he whispers down the mangoes. Thank you. <laughs> on, on Treasure Quest, they played this song, and I think it's a banger, and quite frankly, with a song like this to advertise the world's greatest city of Milton Keynes, which is a beautiful, beautiful city, <clears throat> um, they should have been made a city sooner. Hit play, Ben. To be on your head all day. What is this? It's a great song. You've never seen anywhere like it. Central Milton Keynes. <laughs> You've never been anywhere like it. Central Milton Keynes. <laughs> You've never seen shopping as it should be. Until you've been to Central Milton Keynes. Just great. Who sings this? So the guy who does Pina Colada. Central Milton Keynes. 
anywhere like it. Central Milton Keynes. All they've got is shopping. Central Milton Keynes. Now, I think there's a good trumpety bit now. There are women getting very excited in the background. <sighs> women go to Milton Keynes and get very excited. They still want to make you go to MK, though. I don't know what does. Exactly. Oh. oh, the DJ's turning it off. Have we got the rights for that? Probably not. But Don't ask for permission. Beg for, for forgiveness. forgiveness. There you go. We'll see you in court. <laughs> Milton Keynes, Crown Court. <laughs> Anyway, I thought I'd I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Well, that was great. To be honest, heard it six years ago. I've been waiting five years to bring it to this oh. podcast, and finally they were made a city. <laughs> William, that was... Thank you, William. You're such a cow. Anyway, talking he of... He will love that impression. <laughs> he will love that. It's not just you, you know. I also do an impression of Katie Fistleton's husband on the radio. Do you? Yeah, and it's nothing like him. <laughs> It's a bit, it's, it's, bit, it's really Stop. clean. Stop, you do an impression of someone that's nothing it's like really them. clean and tidy. I make him sound a bit like Frank Spencer. Katie, I oh know, Katie, we need to clean it. Anyway, I'm not doing all this, go on. Let's talk about Wendy, can I borrow your potato oh, peeler? Oh, my God. One of your more accurate impressions. So, Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? I was talking about my, our neighbours when we were younger. She used to often come round and ask to borrow things. And my dad used to get me the impressions of her. One of the impressions was, Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? This started off last year, and now it's turned into a bit of a thing. And obviously, someone got a John, as we mentioned him earlier, got my brother to um, read it out on his show. James was completely didn't have a clue what it was, uh, which we, we've done in a previous episode. Obviously, we're not encouraging G and Divas to text in to other TV and radio shows. Officially, we're not. Okay. We can't control what our G and Divas do. Here are three phenomenal examples of their work. First. From Smooth FM. Um, could you tell Wendy that she means the world to me and ask her, Wendy, can I borrow the potato peeler? This is from Dave the Trucker. I'm not quite sure what that means. I've tried to decipher it and I can't. <laughs> Thank you. Can I just say, as a radio geek, the processing on that mic is absolutely fantastic. Can I have his processing on my mic? Oh, that is... The, I wish... Uh, the, the best... That is great processing, that. How we, oh, I want that pro. I'm gonna, I've got friends at that station. I'm going to see what process they use. Sorry, I'm such a geek. They'll still sue us. Who, who's the next one from? This next one is from Talk TV. Uh, William, deep in the north. Good morning to you, William. Hi, doctors. <laughs> Happy show anniversary, David. Thank you very much indeed. I'm listening to you on my morning run. Wow, that's very <laughs> impressive. Before visiting my neighbour, Wendy, to borrow her potato peeler. <laughs> That's a good excuse, William. <laughs> very good. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. That's one of the weirdest This is amazing. But anyway, this is I'm, amazing. I have too many potato peelers. Uh, <laughs> was that you? No. That's amazing. I also love whoever that was, and thank you for doing that. William Deep in the North. Let's just think about that for a minute. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they meant. I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> that's who sent that in. William Deep in the North. Oh wow, these are brilliant. When, that, again, oh, I think that might have been a, a, a junior called Tom. Oh right, okay. Again, we're not encouraging this, but if you do want to try and trick out any radio stations <laughs> or TV stations that have read out texts and stuff, then yeah. Although, will we be able to beat this one from BBC Radio Two? 
and Rylan on Saturday. No! Dame. Sophia Lispector breaking the circle on Ryland on Saturday. Uh, Kate in Milton Kings just got in touch. Ryland, can you ask my friend Wendy if I can borrow a potato peeler? No, it's time for this. <laughs> this is brilliant. He sounds so good, by the way. His yeah, show does is sound great. Good. His, his show is great. He sounds so good, does Ryland. Oh, that's fantastic. That now, is, that. honestly, this is my legacy. I know, uh, now, due to our context, I know there are a couple of other shows, particularly on Radio 2, where Gene Divas had tried to get that one mentioned, but uh, one of the uh, show's producers is the Gene Divas, so managed to catch that one before it went oh, on air. Was, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. But well done for trying. Well we done, are, yeah. we are aware of your attempt. That won't get through the net. Keep no. trying. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Mr. Ben Stones. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, We're not allowed to name him. Yeah, the, the, another producer, Ben. In fact, he is known as producer Ben on that show. It's oh, very confusing yeah. listening to it. For me, anyway. Oh, I was better. I'm not saying He's gorgeous. He's lovely. I saw him the other day. Oh, he came out of a lift at Wogan House as I was leaving. I went, darling! And it completely confused the other producer who I was with. Who, uh, um, I'm thinking they're the ending for this, Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? Ending? This is... This well, this is pretty good. Mm. What's the peak? What do I... The coronation. That's where we're going with this. You want... The Archbishop of Canterbury, just as he's about to put the crown on top of the king. Wendy! Can one borrow your potato peeler? I think the potato peeler could be part of the the um the crown jewels. Like what we did on tour. Yes, like oh, what we did on tour. Give her a potato peeler. A golden potato peeler. Yeah. And the or orb the could be a golden potato. Yeah. It's one for your coronation fans. Come on, we're anyway. wittering on. What's your etymology? Is it etymetology of the week? It's that. Here's the jingle. Are you sure? Yeah. It's William, William, the etiquette geek. His knowledge, knowledge is quite unique. He'll give you manners, manners, a subtle tweak. It's time for William's etiquette, etiquette, etymology of the week. And this week we're talking about why do we take hats off indoors? Because it's rude. Yes, but why is it rude? Because hats for outside. Well, we'll go into this in more detail after these messages. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
Thanks for sticking with us, Gene Devers. And it's now time for William's Etiquette Etymology of the Week. He gives us some old school etiquette and why we still do things to this day. He does it every other week on the podcast. And today, William's going to tell us why we take hats off indoors. Mr. Hansen. Well, let's let's look at the etiquette. So men, technically, whether it's a cap like that one you were wearing in, in the first half that you're going to be wearing to Millwall, men remove their hats indoors. Ladies are technically, in a social setting, allowed to keep their hats on. And... Ladies can keep them on because a lady's hat is considered part of her whole outfit. Right. And that goes back to sort of Orthodox Jewish women and, and, and other sort of Orthodox religions as well. Uh, and it was head coverings and it was part of conservative dress in the sort of the 17th, 18th and 19th century. And then as women's hair became more complex as well, a hat would have been pl- literally plumbed and wired into the hair with wires. And so the etiquette evolved that a lady didn't take her hat off when she came inside because you didn't want, you know, you couldn't physically because it was it was very difficult. Men, however, did because men taking their hats off goes back to the medieval times. And if you were a soldier, a knight in the medieval times, what would you have been wearing? Helmet. Yes. And so to take your helmet off was a sign that you were coming in peace. So when men doff their cap or take off their hat, it goes back to helmets in the Middle Ages. Oh, okay. And that's why we take our hats off indoors. And it's just rude to have your hat on indoors. It is rude. I wear a lot of caps and I always take them off when I'm inside. Well done. The exception to that rule is if you're in a hotel lobby or a department store, then you can keep it on. Why is that? Because you are passing through. The idea is if you are coming into a room and then sitting down, you're stationary so you take hat off. What about a train, public transport? That would be fine. You can keep it on. I would say you can keep it on. I probably would take it off, but the etiquette manual's from the sort of the tre- earliest 20th century don't talk about that but uh, I would say you can keep it on you can keep your hat on there we go take off your shirt oh. Oh. not over there god bless Joe Cocker who was Joe Cocker he sang that a few people did Tom Jones sang it as well oh. you know Joe Cocker no you are so beautiful it's like he's in the room why can't you see you are so beautiful. Nice. Um, not them. Me. We talked about your um, your Go Hard or Go Home show, which is still available on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. Um, so to celebrate your launch of that new BBC Three show, uh, I've come up with a game called Go Hard or Go Home. Right. Okay. okay. So Why I'm is... going to give you a situation. Why has no one briefed me about this? I'm going to give you a situation, Jordan, and I want you to tell me if you're going to go hard... Or go home. You pair of shit. Why, why don't you tell me before we When you get offered more D than you could possibly handle, do you go hard? <laughs> you just spat all over me. Or go home? Just to let you know, it's still available on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, watch. Go, go hard, hard or go home. Sunday's nine o'clock. Uh, I'd, go hard. I'd go hard. When you spot another naughty dog in the park, do you go hard? Or do you go home? Go home. When you see a sausage-shaped object in your best mate's freezer, do you go hard or go home? Go home. Definitely go home. And finally, when you catch your flatmate shagging a watermelon, do you go hard or do you go home? Go hard on that one. (laughs) Very good. Thank you. Maybe more of that next week. Thank you. We could do a spin-off some of the TV shows you've done. Maybe not. Anyway... didn't even come up with that game that was ben all the ones you did 15 years ago right now it's time for is this russell howard what were you or doing? good news <laughs> <laughs> let's do lunch <laughs> 
Is this let's or do lunch? I mean, I think you need to work on the format. <laughs> I'm only joking. I feel bad now. I didn't even come up with it. I'm just the messenger. It's fine. I'm doing, I'm doing my other BBC Three show, as I say. Which one? I said it to you in the bonus. What was it again? Get hard and come home. Carry on. <laughs> that's just what you said. That's a good game, that. Do you know what, Dream Divas? Send in your suggestions for next week's Go Hard, Go Home. Yes. Good. Yeah, give us... It's basically like, would you rather? Yeah, it? it's yeah. more interesting than the actual Get Hard or Get Home. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you... Don't you come at me! <laughs> also, Dream Divas, no. whilst <laughs> we're here... Oh, whilst we're here, that show very nearly didn't happen because William and I fell out, right? So whilst we're having it out... Well, it would have happened, it just would have been Joel Domit. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, we, that's when we had our little see last Tip. April, <laughs> see last last April when we didn't put an episode out because one of us refused to come into the studio. That was you. I mean, I didn't refuse to come in. It was a joke. It was a joke. It we, was. We love each no, other. No, it was a very stressful time. I it had was a prior very... commitment. You did with William, and William famously hates it if you cancel on him. So basically, what I need to miss an entire series because he had a curry planned at his house. Oh fuck! It was not the curry. <laughs> <laughs> right it all way. worked out in the end. And we didn't. We have a nice time. We did. Right. Uh, now look, Gene Devers, we have an exciting book update. After many, many sessions in the writers' room, staring at Jordan's artistic cock and balls that he drew on the board, uh, we have finally completed the first draft. Yes. Oh, I'm of the help about I set in my boss book. So that basically means it's it's now being read by our publishers and our editors. Yes. And uh, they're crying. Oh, God, <laughs> it's nerve wracking, isn't it? It's like sending an essay in, waiting for the feedback. It is a bit. Essay, yes. Yeah. Tick V G or not? Is that Diego? Oh, we're no, <laughs> The look Come on Ben's face. Come on. Yes, so we're very excited um, to share that. We've just finished, the, the last chapter we worked on was weddings. Yes, we talked about weddings. Of course, I had a lot to say. I did as well, actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I felt like... Uh, we... You've, you said a lot in the sessions that you were not getting married. You're never getting married. The Is sound it... of hearts breaking everywhere. Is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. Never say never. Never say yeah. never. Yeah. So the... That'll be a show they commission for you, probably. <laughs> Won't be beaten, will we? <laughs> Could you that smile, by the way? Uh, yes, can we talk about... No, we'll talk about your teeth next week. What? They're just... They're looking very good. They're looking very... Saturday night. <laughs> I need to give you a hug after this, because no, I've been such a... Cow. I was going to use another word that was stronger, but I was also beginning with C. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on, let's. Sorry, GT, we've got to the listeners. This is from Tim. Hi, William Jordan and PB. What's the etiquette for talking about past sexual experiences during a date? I've had two experiences where this has happened. The first during a meal on a first date. Somehow the delightful lady I was entertaining got straight onto the subject of sex by telling me how much she loved being gangbanged by three guys at the same time. I'm no prude by any means, but I didn't ask about her past conquests and it put me right off my bangers and mash. The second event was on a third date where a different woman relayed a story about how she'd randomly met a guy in the bar there are children listening switch off now and let him jizz all over her face and I quote 
I mean, at least they put the apostrophe in the right place. Like a plasterer's radio. <laughs> At first, uh, yeah. My of mate course. once said that to me. I'm sorry? <laughs> when I first heard that. Um, no, a mate said my bed sheet's like a plasterer's radio. We need to change his bed anyway. Jesus. Of course. I bet all... that was in a Weatherspoons. Of course, we all have our sexual history, some of it good and some of it that maybe shouldn't be mentioned, especially during a dinner date. What do you think? Much love, Tim. I would say that probably those women aren't necessarily looking for a long-term relationship with you, no. Tim. They're probably thinking, did you meet on Tinder? Uh, also, Can I put it that way? what sites are you meeting these women women on? Tinder. It's, yeah. Plastersradio.com. Like, I mean, I'm no prude either. Christ, how many times have them bin men want to change the pissing bins? Sorry, Gene Davis. Now we've got chatting outside. Honest to God, we, we'd be better off just recording this at Piccadilly Circus half the time. It'd be quieter. Sorry. Um, Should we do that one? <laughs> why not? Just sit under Eros. <laughs> oh, oh so. there's not a frigging thing. It's a dog barking. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it, it, I'm not prudish, but I probably wouldn't bring up the fact that I've been shagged by three blocks <laughs> a day. Would you? Yeah. No, it's probably not something I'd talk about. No. No, I wouldn't talk about your, your past. No. Sec I, you want to keep a bit of mystery. Yeah. Unless it's like a sex date. If it's a hookup. Yeah, but over a nice dinner. Yeah. Anyway. I, I think no. So, Tim, in answer to your question, um, I wouldn't mention it. Next one, please. You are you are in a real mood today. Why am I? Jordan just literally whipped Tim's letter out of my hands and put it on the floor. I'm not in a mood. I'm just being very... Well, you know what everyone's saying in the comments. Very ADHD. Oh, is that what they say? Oh, everyone's convinced I've got it. I'm surprised you can read them long enough. I rung up for a test, I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. There's about a six months waiting list. And then I thought, well, I'll get it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's quite expensive. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sack it, I've got this far. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't sleep well and go off on tangents and get stressed easily. But, Does it affect oh, your sleep? I haven't, I don't know if I've got it. I just, everyone seems to be self diagnosing me on the comments on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is from Chloe from Stoke on Trent. It's not caught your rhyming slang. Hello, William and Jordan. My father remarried in the summer of last year and decided to tell me by posting a video of this in the group chat and on Facebook. I didn't see the group chat message, but saw the post on Facebook. They married in Scotland, hundreds of miles away from home, having to travel past my location to get to the venue. They did not invite a single person to the big day, apparently, so no one else knew. Most family members suspect his parents, my grandparents, already knew prior to the event. My question is, do I have the right to be upset and angry that I was not invited, and more importantly, that they decided to tell me in a group chat with my extended and rather distant family? Thanks. Chloe from Stoke-on-Trent. Chloe, I think they could have told you a better way than posting yeah. a thingy, a, a, a video, but I, I reckon they thought they were being a bit quirky and wanted to surprise everyone. But no, if if they just wanted to do it on their own and didn't invite anyone, then I probably would try not to feel put out. But then again, that is your dad. You are his daughter. If I, if, you know, we talk, if I ever got married, which I'm not. You I'd, can tell your daughter. I don't got a daughter or anything. I'd probably do it that way. Right. Just go off. No fuss, no hassle. You, no fuss. There'd be a fuss. There so, would not be a there fuss. There would be a fuss. There would. I've never had a party, apart from the rowing home party last year. That's the only party. I've never had an 18th, 21st. I wouldn't like it. I hate being centre of attention. <laughs> Come off it. 
you know, like, I know you'd think that, but I wouldn't. Mm. So that's the best. I, I know you think you would. I genuinely would. I'd be like, I know you. I know you. Um, Chloe, I would say, I, again, look, we're going off what you have written here. I don't know what relationship you have with your father. I'm suspecting it's not a close relationship. Which is why it happened. I don't. Well, no, I am. I am going to assume, and please, Barwin's right in if I've got this wrong. Um, Yes, you have every right that maybe they should have told you personally because you are a blood relative, you are their offspring. But I would probably say it's not that much of a shock because I don't think you have a brilliantly close relationship um, with your father and that's nothing to do with you necessarily that's not a reflection on you that's maybe just a reflection on all sorts of other extenuating circumstances i don't have the information on um but by all means be put out but i would try to be the better person and celebrate the fact that he has found someone else okay is my advice this one is from joe without an e do william and jordan a few weeks ago i took my car in for an mot and when i came to collect it it wasn't quite ready i sat in the waiting room for about 20 minutes while a group of mechanics huddled around my car finally they brought my car around and as the mechanic got out of the car he gave me a smirk what was this for i wondered as i got my car i realized with mild horror that my phone had connected to my car and had been playing your latest episode the whole time mild horror turned to severe horror however when i rewound and listened to the episode in question instead of the etiquette of asking your boss to be quiet or stories about milk thieves it was the episode where the dinner party guests and all of us discovered what iglooing was oh my jesus lord christ so my question is can i go back to my garage where they might think i'm some sort of sex fiend or do i have to find a new one love from joe joe it could have been worse if the mechanics yeah there could have been other well actually no that was the worst it's not like you're in the florist is it I mean, that's unfair to florists. Oh, come on. Florists would be mortified. Mechanics would be like, Dave, have you heard what egg glue it is? Well, apparently you shit into a condom and then you shove it up your arse. No, I'm not even your own. I've just heard it on this podcast. Some normal and some posh talk. Yeah. Talking about it. You won't believe that. So, Joe, Joe, it's fine. I would say it's fine. As long as you go back to the carriage and ask them to rate and review, we don't mind. Yes. Good one. Okay, next one. This is from Chloe. Hey, Jordan, William, PB and Diego. What is the correct etiquette when dealing with a sleepy passenger who is using you as a travel pillow? I start work very early and therefore get one of the first trains into London. So one morning I get on a train which is very busy and only has a few seats remaining and one of them being next to this lady. With over half an hour before getting to London, I obviously would like to sit down for the journey. So I grab the seat next to her. The lady then falls asleep and eventually drifts her head onto my shoulder. As a London commuter, any kind of social interaction makes us nervous let alone someone touching you. I did let the lady rest her head as I was too awkward to nudge her awake or push her off. It wasn't until a few good stops later that the train shunt caused her to wake up in shock. But it wasn't over. After the train pulls away from the next station, she does it again. What should I do, Chloe? I think she's got a thing for you. (laughs) Keep an eye out for, uh, what's it called? Metro, Rush Hour with Love. No, that was on... What's it called where they write in if you fancy someone, you send them on Metro, which is the Metro newspaper. I would just give a, give a little cough. <coughs> or go and get something out of your bag. Yeah. I'd just move. Yeah, or give them a little shrug. You're never going to see them again. Just give them a little shrug. And then yeah. if they're not, cough, get something out of your bag. And then if, they, if they're still persistent. Oh, <laughs> you just hit your microphone. Give me a little smack on the head. Jordan's microphone then flopped. I say this as somebody who would probably, who hates confrontation, and just sit there like. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd cough. I'd move. You're not, not going to see them again. And if they go, oh god, oh god, did I fall asleep on you? you go, yes, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Can I get you a pillow? Make a joke about it. What uh, if it's someone really fit? Well, shrug. No. <laughs> Even if it's that, no, I would. I would probably not enjoy a stranger okay. on my shoulder. But I wouldn't worry too much about it, Chloe. At the end of the day, you're not going to see them again. On the plane home yesterday, there was a little old couple and she was asleep on his shoulder. Oh, that's sweet. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. Do you want to get that letter that you've just chucked up for? <laughs> this is from Anonymous. Dear William Peavy and our Jords, oh. I recently went out with my closest friend, her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's single brother to a local pub for drinks. Naturally, at around 9pm, the couple could hear the dulcet tones of their oodies calling them. So they... what? So they decided to drink up and fuck off. That left the single brother and me. We knocked back a few tequila slammers, which then led to me having a one-night stand with my friend's boyfriend's brother. It happened. The next morning, I woke up in his bed and he went downstairs to make a brew oh, there in the north. Thank God he did, because what I woke to was a bloody fucking shitemare. Mother Nature had paid a visit to my Garden of Eden, destroying the hell out of his mother's white Egyptian cotton fitted sheet. It's safe to say I panicked. I hunted his room high and low for fresh sheets that I could put on the bed so I could stuff the murder scene into my handbag and dispose of the evidence, but I couldn't find one. Oh. I could hear him coming back up the stairs, so I quickly made his bed, covering the massacre with the duvet. He asked why I had made the bed, and I said I thought it rude if I didn't. We said our goodbyes, and I left, leaving my uterus tears under the duvet. I was so embarrassed that I never told a soul about what happened, and I hadn't seen or texted him since. Unfortunately, in a few weeks, I am going to be the maid of honour at my closest friend's wedding, and the single brother will be the best man. Meaning we will have to spend the day together, get photos and dance together. What do I do? Having a surprise shark attack between your legs at night happens to every girl, but how do I approach this situation, which I imagine is going to be very awkward considering he lives with his parents, the groom's mother and father, who I would have to wash Satan's waterfall from their lovely sheets. Isn't the English language so rich and varied? So how should I approach the wedding? At this point, I'm willing to dye my hair and move to Burnley to hide from this encounter. Yours Not faithfully. Taken. Yours faithfully. Anonymous. Anonymous. Just own it. Just own it there and then as soon as you see him or before it, just say, I'm really sorry about what happened. Don't make a big deal of it. If anything, he'll probably want to move on and not talk about it and just say, I'm really sorry I perioded it in your bed. Right. And it happens. And it, and please don't be mortified. He won't be the first or last lad to see it in bed. God, no. Mm. Will he? So please, it's, it's worse in your mind than it is his. Yeah, I would agree with that. So please don't worry about it. It's, it's you're more worried about it than him. And if he's got a problem with it, then... It's a reflection on him. Yeah. I'm just... I've never been more grateful that I'm gay than reading that letter. Oof. I agree with Jordan. It's a reflection on the guy if he worries about it. If you do feel the need to say something, take him to one side and say, look, I'm really sorry. Can I give you some money for some new bedding or whatever? Hopefully he says, no, it's absolutely fine. Not a problem. Uh, and just moves on. It's probably worse in your head than it actually is. <sighs> Good advice. You can listen every Tuesday and Friday. You can watch us on YouTube every weekend and get us all week on your socials. We're at Sexton My Boss and we'll be back on Friday for the bonus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com